Skis Bumps Mini Bump, in which we examine R.L. Stein Pescataria. I am Danielle, and I have a Ph.D. What up, gangsters? Tis I, JoJo, coming in hot from the 1850s. The 1850s? Yeah, I don't know what this character is. I think I'm going to back out now. <laughs> oh, man, this is me soft-shoeing out of this bit because I'm just like, I don't know where to go with this one, so I'm just going to go back to the front of the store. All right, all right. Uh, we got our old-timey Joe. Yeah, you could have been an old-timey doctor. I could have. I could have. I didn't. Yeah. I already didn't. Though. No, 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 no. You could be whatever you want in the 1850s. You just have to say you are. Yeah. You could be a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief, anything. Uh, yeah. I'm a, a so I'm a <laughs> I'm a miracle worker. There we go. He's a you're a healer. You're a healer. You're a healer. You put you you lay hands. And a seer. I lay hands. Yes. In the real world, though, what are you? Oh, hmm. I'm a I have a PhD. <laughs> so technically, a doctor. <laughs> technically, a doctor. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jeff, and I don't have a PhD in this life or any. That's right, you don't. But I, I do wonder, Danielle and I were watching, what were we watching, Danielle? Fuck if I know. What was it, Tudor? Tudor Farm? Tudor. Most recently, Tudor, uh, Monastery Tudor Farm. Yeah, we've, we've been on a kick of watching British people pretend that they're living in olden times and dealing with all the things that olden times people had to deal with. And let me tell you, it is the fucking best. Yeah, it's chill. I don't know what people were complaining about in all those different time periods because the folks on this TV show, they're having a good time. You do chores all fucking day. You just do chores all day. What's your fucking problem? They fucking love chores. It raises the question because as Danielle and I watch this show, we realize how quickly we would die if we lived in that era of time. But if death was not imminent, what do you think your role would be in, let's say, the Tudor period? So like the 13th this is, century. This is harder for Joe because Joe hasn't seen all the various things that we have seen. So, yeah, I don't know. I have no, no... You could just know the time period. Like if you were living in ye old, ye old time. You travel back in time to Victorian London. You can't be a Let's Play gamer. You can't be a YouTuber. You can't be a podcaster. What would you be? You could be a rat catcher. You could be a rat catcher. I could be a rat catcher. <laughs> you could be. That's a good, that's good work. There's right? always rats. There's so much rats, rats. everywhere all the time, always. You know, what I, you know what I would do? I would be, I would, uh. I would be a thief, <laughs> but the way I would do it is I would steal stuff and I would plant it on people and I would report those people to the, to the bobbies. Yes. Oh. We would be grifters, dude. I would be the rat catcher and I would catch the rats, breed them and then sneakily mm -hmm. just drop them all over the place. So more rats would be there and then they need more rat catching, which is what you do. Well, wow, exactly. so exactly. So, so both of you in a bygone era would become like the most grifter esque yep, yep, person. Yep, 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 yep. We got Jeff. Grifter's got a grift. Grifter's gonna grift. So that's what you want to do, right? That's what you you go down. You you finish school at the age of nine. You can go to the mines or you can grift. And you're like, I'm gonna grift. I'm not going to the mines. I'm not an I'm idiot, Jeff. I'm gonna grift. So this is a podcast about. Goosebumps and R.L. Stein stuff. And this time around, uh, it's a mini bump, which means we're looking at stuff that's not totally related. And we have a couple of things we found that we felt would be entirely appropriate 
for uh, for the joy of R.L. Stein. Now, Danielle, you discovered a, f- a wonderful article. I did. I did indeed. And I would like you to share it with the class. Everyone, crisscross applesauce. Eyes on me. <laughs> Eyes on me. Right here. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. We're going to be listening to Danielle talk about uh, an article on 10th. Is it 10 things we didn't know about ge- goosebumps? It is not. That's yours. Oh. Mine is. It uh, is. I'm looking right at it. Mine is <laughs> from Screen Rant, and it's, uh, what is the exact title? All 10 Goosebumps books that were inspired by classic horror movies. Can, can we just confirm, is Screen Rant a real website or a fake website? It is a real <laughs> website, because I occasionally wake up to articles that are um, recommended to me from Screen Rant, and it's stuff like, 88 things that you didn't catch in WandaVision. And then it'll be like Wanda's from one of the Avengers movies. What? <laughs> what? I'm like, thanks, Screen Rant. Thanks a lot, bro. Yeah, no, Screen Rant is like if you have just come over from the 1850s and you don't understand pop culture. Yeah, Screen Rant is dumb BuzzFeed. Yeah. It's dumb feed. Dumb, no, dumb, not dumb funny, feed, eh? Not funny, okay. dumb feed. I'm going to tell you the name of the book that they have matched with a classic horror film. And I dare you to scrape the very (laughs) recesses of your mind to figure out what that movie is. And it's weird because I've I've never associated any Goosebumps story as a direct, like with a a horror movie. I've never made a direct link in my head. No, because you shouldn't. Because it's stupid. Nowhere... Nowhere in this article, by the way, does it ever say that R.L. Stein deliberately did this. Oh. This is just them playing some fucking mix and match with movies and books. <laughs> they're just trying to help us. Right. Yeah. They like look, they they they're like, look, the Geese Bumps podcast, they have to do a mini bump and they always think of the idea right before they start recording. So why don't we give them a little bit why don't we a little bit them? of rope to work with, you know? Yeah, to hang themselves. <laughs> That's a good plan, Jeff. Let's give okay. them just a little rope. All right, guys, listen up. I want you to focus. All right, first book, Danielle. Take a deep breath. Okay, I won't, but go on. Imagine the horror film that is paired with this Goosebumps book entitled Night of the Living Dummy. Which we've read. We have. Uh, Night of the Living Dead? Bing! No! Are you fucking kidding me? I am not. (laughs) (laughs) But, now hold on. (laughs) How? How You want to hear the rationalization? Because I know you're going to come in. (laughs) Yeah, you better get to that real quick, because I'm about to come in pretty hot. Okay, here's what we got. Night of the Living Dummy is based on none other than George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. While Stein's book doesn't feature zombies, (laughs) it does feature a ventriloquist dummy come to life to torment a family in their own home. It follows a similar storyline to Romero's 1968 movie. Does it? But alters it by making it more child-friendly, removes the cannibalistic aspects, and plays on the childhood fears of dolls and inanimate objects come to life. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> How recent is this article? Did you know that Titanic and Avengers Infinity War are exactly the same movie if you take away Thanos, Captain America? So that, this is no, from hold- February 6th. So 2021. Is, okay. This is this is this past month. Let me let me let me talk at you for a second. Please. 
Siblings Barbara and Johnny drive to a cemetery in rural Pennsylvania <laughs> to visit their father's grave, and the car radio goes off the air due to technical difficulties. As they are leaving, an ashen-faced man wearing a tattered suit kills Johnny and attacks Barbara. In a catatonic state, uh, she's surprised by a couple, Harry and Helen, emerging from the cellar, and they've taken shelter with a young daughter after a group of the same monsters overturned their car. I'm seeing the similarity. The refugees listen to radio and television reports as mass murders being committed across the East Coast by an army of cannibalistic reanimated corpses. Why are you just reading the back of Night of the Living Dummy? Ben devises a plan to obtain medical supplies for Karen and transport the group to a rescue center by a refueling truck. They drive to a gas pump holding off ghouls with torches. Sure, yeah. Ghouls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, ghouls. they take refuge in a house. So what I'm trying to get out here is that this person does not know the plot of either. Correct. This is a fake article. This, and is, in fact, let's, this article is faker than my fucking uh, PhD. Yeah, let's get let's get prepared for a comment. So bullet point one, the plot of Night of the Living Dead has nothing in common with Night of the Living Dummy, not even tangentially. No, you're, no. you're looking at the title and you're saying that the title is inspired by or reminiscent of. However, that's where it ends. And these people really want to push that too far. Look, I'm just saying when I'm looking at Amazon for movies to watch and I see Night of the Living and then it goes dot, dot, dot because there's not enough space for me to see the rest of the title, it could be Dummy or it could be Living Dead. So I guess, yeah, there is a lot of connection between these two. Night of, Night of the Living Dummy Dead. Yeah. It's just a, a sort of punny illusion is what that is. All right, Danielle, give us give us the next one. I now cannot wait. And Jojo, don't blurt out the answer because I want to try and guess this one because you are so smart with your PhD that you immediately <laughs> knew <laughs> that it was Night of the Living Dummy and Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah you have an unfair advantage. Okay. That's fair. The book is... Why I'm Afraid of Bees. Well, you gave this one away earlier. You said this one earlier, Daniel. I did? Yeah, you yeah, said it was the, the fly. fly. The name of the movie is Why I'm Afraid of Bees? Yes. No, no, no. The name of the book is Why I'm Afraid oh, of Bees. Oh, okay. Yes. The name of the movie is The, the fly, fly with Jeff Goldblum. Is Jeff Goldblum in Why I'm Afraid of Bees? Yes. <laughs> so there's the connection. He he plays piano in the jazz bar that they frequent. Oh, finally. I knew he. that's the role he was born for. Joe, are you looking up the plot of The Fly and plot of Why I'm Afraid of Beasts? I know the plot of... I was pretty sure everyone knew the plot of The Fly. I know the plot of The Fly, but here's the thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the part. Um, <laughs> it has nothing... The, the plot <laughs> of the book has almost nothing to do with swapping place with a fly yeah. or no, a see, bee or anything. It's a bizarre accident that causes him to murder with a bumblebee. Remember how Jeff Goldblum accidentally fell onto a fly and became the fly? He fell on top of a fly. I yeah. remember that distinctly. There was a, I remember, yeah, there was a car crash and they needed an organ <laughs> transplant and the only person they had nearby was a fly. <laughs> and the fly was do. like, I'll give him my kidneys. <laughs> Danielle, what's the next one? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this one's harder because this horror movie I actually have never heard of. Oh. So the book is It Came from Beneath the Sink. Uh, is it Creature from the Black Lagoon? It is not. Okay. The title uh, it is... It Came from Outer Space? Very close. Is it, is it, is it similar in title? Yes. It is okay. very, very similar. Okay. So what was the book again? It Came from Beneath the Sink. 
It's not from. It came, it's not. It came from outer space. Nope. It's not. It, it came from the Black Lagoon. Or it came from beneath the sink. It came from beneath the sea. Yes. I have never heard of this movie. Did they just Google? Did they just start typing in the name and see what Google like like fills in with yes. and check and see if it's a movie? It's yes. about a giant squid that attacks San Francisco. Correct. Yeah. It, and it came from beneath the sea. It's about a sponge. That that was alive. Yeah. In San Francisco. <laughs> in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Yes. <laughs> This one is just going to be delicious. Oh, God. All right. The book, Let's Get Invisible. Oh. The movie, this is a horror movie. The Invisible Man. Correct. Yes. There's no, there's no, (laughs) there's literally, aside from the word invisible, there is no connection to either of those. Danielle, I, I hate to say it, but I don't think this is a real article because like, like, no, someone like got paid this, for this, this was, joke. This was the co- this was the complaint I lodged at this book was <laughs> there was not they never did any of the invisible shit you're supposed to do. My brain is melting at this, Danielle. You see, the invisible man, it 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 features a larger sense of horror about when a man's invisibility impacts an entire town. So it's But the that's exact not what happens. <laughs> that's same not thing. at all what happens. The horrors of disappearing, same thing. Is this this fucking article is gaslighting me about all these movies? None of these movies have anything to do with these books aside from the titles are almost puns, which is something that R.L. Stein would do. Yes. And so I'm just going to do uh, there are two good ones. Okay. That we haven't hit. Okay. Okay. And this one is so. Ah, I love it. This person had to, they really thought hard, you guys. So give them credit for really trying. Okay, I will. The book. They went to the second page of the Google search. They did. (laughs) The book is The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Is this the mummy? It's close. The Curse of the Mummy. It's tomb. Yes. Wait, what's the name of the, what's the actual movie title that it's referring to? The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Which is the same as the book title. So they're both called The Curse of the Mummies too. Correct. Hmm. That's yep. nothing. <laughs> but but you see, both characters explore pyramids and they find shit in pyramids. Is this the last one, Daniel? Final one. Ugh. I want you to brace yourselves and put on your thinking caps. The book, The Blob That Ate Everyone. Is it? It can't just be The Blob. Oh, it is. <laughs> This sucks. <laughs> like it just sucks. Imagine like how much. Here's the thing that sucks is that we gave this article a click. We did. We gave it several clicks, unfortunately, <laughs> at this point. Screen rant. Who wrote this article, Danielle? Give um, us a name. We can't. Oh, I will give you a name. Name names. Yeah. Mara Bachman, who has written, according to this at the bottom, um. 568 articles she's, for this website. She's poisoning the world. <laughs> That's what she's doing. Danielle, that was a great article. Thank you. I am very proud of it. Yeah. They shouldn't be, but I'm glad that you are. Yeah. Someone's got to be. Joe, you have an article as well, don't you? Is yes, it I do. Any, is it any better than this one that we just <laughs> went through? I, it might be. Ooh. 
Ooh, promising. So um, this is an article by Rob Watt. It's a little older. Uh, blow the dust off this one. Oh. It's uh, by Rob Watt, May 2016. Okay. In the before times. In the before time, yes. Yes. 10 things you didn't know about R.L. Stein in pictures. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Did you know he has split personalities and speaks with different voices depending on which episode you're listening to? Now that's something that you absolutely did know if you listened to our show. (laughs) That makes you a good person. Item one. Here we go. We're running into it. We're just getting coming. I hope these are interesting and not just where he was born. There are se- there are seven different Goosebumps book series. Okay. Okay. There's Tales to Give Yourself Goosebumps, Goosebumps, um, Give Yourself Goosebumps, Goosebumps Presents, Goosebumps Series 2000, Goosebumps Horrorland, and Goosebumps Most Wanted. So they really didn't stretch themselves that much with the title choosing. I really want to know what a Goosebumps Most Wanted is about, because which crime did Slappy commit? Yeah, Who did what's he kill? Slappy doing now? Because it has to be Slappy. <laughs> Him be embezzled. Yeah. He probably did. Slappy was actually a part of Enron when all of that went down. <laughs> the insider trading. Here's the second fact, and this is a good one. R.L. Stein writes the book's titles first and comes up with the plot. Oh, the titles. The title first. And then the end? And well, then the plot. You, you see, here's the thing, right? Like, we uh, we can sort of confirm this because so many of the titles of his books, as we've just saw, are mm-hmm. just like dumb random shit that someone thought of. Like, <laughs> what if I swap word this word with this word? Give us the next one. Slappy comes in all shapes and sizes. That's the whole thing? What? In the TV episodes, Night of the Living Dummy 3 and Bride of the Living Dummy, Slappy is shown as both human size and baby size. Wait, there's a human size Slappy? Holy I guess there fuck. is. And we can watch it on the TV? That's horrifying. We're going to do that. Wait, Bride of Slappy, he gets married? Good for him. The next the next one is, is a fact that's just bad. I don't know why it's in here. Oh, man. Oh God! There is a. There, I gotta read it because it's so. Now remember, the title of this article is "Things You Didn't Know About Didn't Stein. know. Yeah. Not things that I wanted to know. There is a brilliant internet rumor that Tim J. Cobus, Goosebumps cover artist, wants to work for the Converse sneaker company. That's just like a. This is not Carl Stein. <laughs> Nobody gives no. a fuck. Uh, this next one is uh, Goosebumps is big. The first R.L. Stein first. Since the first of R.L. Stein's first Goosebumps books, Welcome to Dead House, that's not how words work. No. In July 1992, the series is still 350 million books and is available in 32 languages. And some of those, some of those, some of those readers are listening to our show right now. Hi, everybody. Did Hi. you know Goosebumps is popular? <laughs> did you? I bet now, you did. Here, here's the thing, actually, that I discovered that I think is something that you would only know if you are deep in the Goosebumps R.L. Stein world. Ooh, give there it to me. There are four rare Goosebumps books. <gasps> really? What are they? Why, I, I want to know why they're rare. Yeah, why are they Legend rare? of the Lost Legend. <laughs> <laughs> I've recommended that one. That sounds like a fucking like, Tenacious D song. I know. <laughs> Werewolf Skin. What? Really? I Live in Your Basement. Okay. And Monster Blood 4. These books only exist as first editions. Oh, they didn't reprint. Exactly. And you have so them? when I yes, when I went to go buy the I have a full set of Goosebumps books for this show Son and I dick. noticed that the last the it was uh those four covered the cost of the other 58. Wow. That's how expensive they are. It's wow. fucking bonkers. That is 
nuts. Are they all in the same like period of time for release or are they at different spots? Uh, yeah, they're the last four. Okay, so they just maybe that's when Goosebumps was kind of like dwindling. Well, I, I just think they were never reprinted. I mean, it maybe those are the actual good ones because like Werewolf Skin was the one that actually was fairly good. Yeah, yeah. I want to read one of those other ones and yeah. see if they're the same caliber. I need to know yeah. if it's if they're hiding the good ones. Some of R.L. Stein's characters were inspired by books and films. Oh shut! Get shut the up! Out here's a link to house. a Screen Rant article. So here's something. Now here's something I did not know at all. The Goosebumps books were the most controversial books or one of the most controversial books and book series between the years of 1990 and 1999. And they are number 15 in the top 100 most frequently challenged books. Um, More than they are more challenged than Madonna's sex and the the anarchist cookbook. (gasps) Really? It teaches you how to make bombs. Okay, you know what? Here's here's what here's what we should do because we've had two articles that were fucking stinkers. They were both bad in different ways. They were just terrible. You want to have an article that's actually fun? Yes. That it might be good. Yes. Okay. This is December third, twenty twenty. Ten creepy characters from Goosebumps that will still make your skin crawl. Okay, I'm intrigued. This sounds like it might be something, right? You have my attention. If Slappy's in here, I'll be pissed. Slappy's of course gonna be in here. You shouldn't. Oh, Felicity's five best and worst story arcs from Era. <gasps> Sorry, I do want to read that, but anyway, the ten the, the ten Felicity episodes that R.L. Stein based Goosebumps books off. <laughs> Felicity Smoke is such a good goddamn character. They did her they did her dirty in the final season. Anyway, Shane and Shauna. Number 10. Okay. An attack of the jack-o'-lanterns begins with Drew and Walker being bullied by two of their peers. Shane and Shauna were Drew's best friends, and they moved away the year before, and were also aliens. <laughs> oh, oh. That buried the lead wait, there a little yeah. bit. When they returned for Halloween, they offered to help Drew and Walker scare their bullies. They take the form of jack-o'-lantern monsters. That's pretty fucking good. That's creepy. That's lovely. I like that. And I like that's not one of like the mainstays of Goosebumps that they chose for the list. That, well, they also have some screenshots from the TV show. And you're going to love this next one. Number nine. Okay. Mr. Mortman. <gasps> Mr. Mortman! Except he that is he's creepy. nice. He's nice. He's a but, nice guy, though. But he's, he is kind of weird. He's weird and fucking you don't want to be alone with him, but he's nice. And his head, the way they described his head expanding and his eyes popping out. He that was, was hideous. He was like Cronenbergian. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the next one. This was actually also pretty good. Okay. The Horrors. The Horrors. Okay. All from right. One Day at Horrorland. Oh, yeah. They were creepy. Yeah. They were uh, creepy. At first, the family thinks they're just workers and assumes they're in good costumes, but actually, they're a race of monsters called the Horrors, led by the villain Wretch. Oh, we didn't Which know I guess is something that was only from the TV show. Either way, still pretty cool. The Horrors have a good sense of humor, and that's what really makes a quality monster. And also, the Horrors are scary because they're not trying to be scary. They just are. They exist as being scary. Yep. Yeah. Um, the next one is the Scarecrows from the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, which obviously Scarecrows, scarecrows are, are creepy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number six. I don't agree with this one. Okay. Okay. The Lawn Gnomes. No. Oh, no. No. Absolutely not. I will say they were creepy when it was eight hundred of them ready to go to town and pinching you. Yeah. 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 Ready to to give you a whole tickle fest. They, that was scary. When yeah. they were when there was when you're surrounded by lawn gnomes and they're talking about how they're going to flatten you like a cartoon <laughs> character, that could be kind of creepy. That is a little disconcerting. Yeah. The next one is a um it's from the book How to Kill a Monster 
and it is oh. the Swamp Monster. Oh. They had the word kill in the title? Yeah. How to kill a monster. Yep. Wow. And actually, the way it looks in the TV show is pretty fucking nightmarish, I gotta say. It looks like one of the things from Dark Crystal. We have a lot of TV watching to do, guys. Yeah, we've, we haven't really touched on any of a lot of the TV stuff. So. No, we gotta. We gotta. We gotta get in that. We gotta do it. The next one is uh, Rip and Crystal's mom from Cry of the Cat, one of the few Goosebumps episodes based on Goosebumps series 2000. It's about a pair of rude teenagers uh, making a parody of The Exorcist. After Allison runs over a cat named Rip, the feline takes his revenge to get one of his nine lives back. And it's a horrible monster cat. Yeah, it looks fucking brutal. Wow, that sounds great. It sounds like Pet Cemetery, but cool. Sounds like Pet Cemetery, but the cat's got the vengeance yeah, issue. Yeah, the, yep. the cat's the one that's coming for you. The next one is the Werewolf of Fever Swamp. It's just a werewolf. The Unloved. Hmm. Wait, those are the masks. Those are the masks. Oh, the heads. That's creepy. The those babbling are creepy. heads. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, uh, of all time. Don't be slappy. Yeah, of course it's slappy. Fuck. But, but, but... <sighs> And his wife. Oh, that's nice. Slappy and Mary Ellen. What about Mr. Wood? Yeah, Mr. What Wood again. What about Mr. Wood? Shunted to the side. Mr. Wood's fucking dead. <laughs> Mr. Wood is the OG. He made all of this possible. Mr. Wood is fucking dead. No! Slap, Slappy is not scary. It's just a... I mean, it's just a... It, conceptually, uh, yeah, a dummy coming to life is scary, but... If a girl, if a 10 year old girl could just wrestle it down, it's not that scary. I'm just not like, that, come on. Not that scary. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have superhuman strength or anything. He's just a wood doll yeah. that's the size of a small child. He says he says he has powers. He said he did. You know what? You're right. He did say he said. Pretty powers. sure he's full of shit. Pretty yeah. sure. Anyway, that was that article. Well, that was that was better. That was a little better. That was better. I agree with most of that. I'd say. 75%. Yeah. I think the point that I think what we've learned here, I mm -hmm. think, you know what, guys? I think we learned something today. What's that? I think we learned that we're the only people who know how to talk about goosebumps. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say we're the only people who know how to talk about goosebumps, but I would like to, I have yet to encounter evidence to the contrary, but I am open to encountering such evidence if such evidence could be provided. That's fair. I feel like most people have like just a surface level idea of what Goosebumps is. But the issue is that no one wants to put in the time. That's right. You got to put in the time with these books. You got to leave your family behind. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. We don't need them. You don't need them. They're just trying to stop you from enjoying just Goosebumps. Trying to get in between you and the Goosebump. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. Thank you to the band Dark Party for the use of our theme song, Bad Dream, off of the album Hit and Run. It is a wonderful song by a wonderful band. You can check us out. Check them out. Check them out. Don't check us out. You've checked us out enough already. You can check them out at dogpartylife.com at dogparty.bandcamp.com. It's, it's really good. Geesebumps is just one part of a ton of mom hat comedy content. You can check out our YouTube Let's Play show. JoJo has fun on YouTube, obviously. J-O-E-J-O-E-H-A-S-F-U-N. You can also check out our uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast called The Rolls We Made, available on Podbean and everywhere podcasts can be found. You can follow us on Twitter at Geesebumps pod is underscore it geesebumps underscore pod and if you want to send us a lovely message or ask a question or make a suggestion you can email us at geesebumpspod at gmail.com no underscore no underscore on that one we do have a shout out to give as well because danielle's threatening 
So who did who? What poor person fell for that? Hey, it's coming again, baby. <laughs> All right, let me bring up. I'll tell you the name of that person, and Danielle, you can give him a shout out. <laughs> the host of this show threatened me. <laughs> <laughs> so we recently received on Apple Podcasts a review from Brady Phoenix. Brady Phoenix. I know who you are. Brady Phoenix said, doing a review since Danielle said so. Thank you. <laughs> See that? That is a friend. That is a true fucking friend right there. And they said, uh, I love every episode. Aha! Okay, so listen, the rest of you assholes, <laughs> fucking leave a five-star review. You don't even have to write words. You just click the little stars on the iTunes, and it takes like two seconds. It's the easiest fucking thing anyone's ever asked you for. We're not even asking you for money, which I'm really tempted to do right now because you're pissing me off. Just fucking give us a review. It matters. It helps us get seen by other people. Fuck. I'm dead. Well, okay. This would be a mainstay that Danielle loses her <laughs> mind at the end of this episode. <laughs> if you don't want to end up like Brady Phoenix, who's battered and bruised on the side of the highway because he took too long to leave us a five-star review, but he did it anyways because out of fear. You gotta outrun my goons, motherfuckers. The goose goons that are gonna come and find you. Go- goon bumps, as we goon call bumps, it. Goon bumps, yes. Anyway, I'm JoJo. <laughs> I have a PhD. I'm Danielle. I have a PhD. I'm Jeff, and I'm going to start a new career writing for Screen Rant. I've got some great ideas. This has been Geesebumps Mini Bump, a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. And until next time, stay out of the basement. Just like somebody I used to-